What's up guys, it's Harrison. We have a bit longer of an episode today than usual. We started recording like a typical episode, but I had set up for Dallas Braden to come on and surprise Hoppa for his birthday. So we have about an hour and 45 minutes with Dallas Braden talking all things from baseball to parenting to life to smoked meats. We co- we cover all the bases, no pun intended. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Let's get to the show. Hey, is this thing on? Oh, it is? Word, word. You are now listening to Lecture Hall, brought to you by studentunionsports.com. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Sorry I'm late. It's just like this new schedule is totally confusing. Infiltrate the dealers, find the supply. We get to be brothers? Infiltrate the dealers, find the supply. I am a peacock! You gotta let me fly! Hey, Greg, why don't you go piss your pants again? That was like eight years ago, asshole. Now you're all in big, big trouble. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Lecture Hall presented by Student Union Sports. It's your boys. It's Big Hoppa. It's Shooter Sellings. We're in the house again for another episode Coming off another Badger loss, it seems like we rec- when the nights we record, it's Badger losses galore, so we got to quit that out. But Harry, hit me with the syllabus. What's up, guys? Classes in session. I hope you took my advice because we won back the farm last night. Ohio State got annihilated by Alabama. I think it was like a 21-point loss. It was an eight-and-a-half spread. I told you, do whatever you had to do to make money on Bama. I was right. It looked Ohio State looked flat. Granted, Trey Sermon like broke his collarbone like first play from scrimmage, so took the energy out early. They their defense was horrible, which we knew going in. They did not have a great defense. It really makes me wonder. Makes me wonder though if I was right about them just getting up for Clemson, or if Clemson is actually not as good as we thought. But Notre Dame played Alabama better than Ohio State did. That's all I know. It, you know, it's similar to the Tootsie Pop scenario where it's how many licks the world may never find out. We may never know who was truly better, Clemson or Ohio State, but we do know that Clemson did lose in the head-to-head. That being said, though, if you took Harry's advice, not only did you probably hopefully win back the farm, but you probably bought the next-door neighbor's farm because Alabama had just right from the get-go everything going on. You probably have the you probably have the neighbor's plot of land. You probably got the guy kitty corner. You got his harvester now. You know you got two harvesters for that second plot of land. So I don't know. Uh, Bama looked great. It's hard to ever bet against them. It's still I think it's still like three every three years. There's never been a span longer than three years of Saban winning a, a natty. Uh, we saw that slight smile that somehow he showed he's probably back on the recruiting trail today, but yeah, your national championship. I mean, you're celebrating by wearing your world series champion shirt right there. Your team wins. You got to get the merch. Remember when we said that like a, like a championship for, or a playoff appearance for like Cincinnati would mean more to the town of Cincinnati than like a natty would mean for Tuscaloosa. Did you see the streets of Tuscaloosa last night? Yes. I think you're wrong. You would think, 
you would think after how however many that they have at this point it would just become old hat however i guess i guess ohio state gets up for clemson alabama gets up for national championships man i guess so i guess so too bad it's a fake season and the results didn't matter anyways though right just like i said yeah whatever (laughs) i'm glad you if you listen to me on alabama i'm glad i really hope you didn't listen to either of us when it came to nfl playoff predictions because we had a horrible weekend predicting the nfl just horrible nothing went our way we not it's not even that anything went our way it's just that we might be just dumb like i just don't think we know football yeah like what happened to the titans um the the colts i I, here's what i'll say about the colts i think they out outplayed buffalo but i think they got out coached frank reich looked like a stooge on the sideline which is very un frank reich like there's a little poem for you there's a little haiku for your syllabus. This is a poetry segment. To be or not to be. Oh, hey, that could be a site. We're always looking for new segments of the show. That doesn't sound half bad. To be or to not, not to be is a segment. What's that segment about? Probably being or not being. We'll figure it out. We'll work out the details later. Yeah. Shout out to Jenna, uh, our favorite listener whose birthday is today so happy birthday jenna that's the great friend that i am i got her a shout out from katie nolan shockingly i'm not sure how that even happened and it was within like five seconds of me tweeting it you know you you catch the right person on the right day you never know what you're gonna find on twitter also i don't remember what i was gonna say also still didn't have it hold on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I i literally don't even i lost my train of thought uh let's get back to the nfl thank uh, you we talked about the colts loss to the bills which i don't think came as a surprise to most people i thought that was the game with the biggest chance for upset and then just about every other game went in an upset besides that one pretty I mean, much the wash the Washington football team was closer, was realistically closer to an upset than the Colts were. Yeah, uh, I will. So we were talking pre-show about a subreddit that I'm on for the NCAA football game and video game series. And one of the, one of the like hot posts or whatever, one of the like trending posts, I don't know what the fuck, I'm not a really big user, Reddit user guy, but uh, one of them posted like an edited picture of the like NCAA 14 cover. And then it was, Taylor Heineke because Old Dominion that was like their first or second year in the game um, when they made the transition from FCS to FBS and it was like their post was like if if you didn't know that Taylor Heineke was Old Dominion uh, QB number 14 then you don't actually know football or something like that so I got a I got a good laugh out of that he looked great Chase Young however he wanted Tom he got Tom for the most part he even got sleepy time Tom he even, got, he even got sleepy time tea, Tim, Tom Brady, not t- Tim Brady. Tim Brady, that's that's Tebow's evil stepbrother. <laughs> I love that. But, yeah, so Washington, uh, who I felt probably had, like, the second best odds, didn't. Obviously, the um, 
big, uh, big, uh, thousand pound gorilla in the room is the uh, Browns, though. Our friend Sir Yacht, his Browns, congratulations. Their first playoff win since like 94. So, Brown Sorter has just been annoying the shit out of me the last couple of days. Luckily, most of them are also what represents Ohio State Twitter. So it went from very, very happy to pretty sad in a, in a pretty quick amount of time. You know, I've, I've noticed that whenever you're on a serious high in sports fandom, that a very low low usually follows soon afterwards. Yeah, shout out my Wisconsin Badgers. Just were on a three-game win streak and then almost lost by 30. So I'm even talking like bigger picture. Like the Red Sox won the World Series, Purdue upsets Ohio State, then heartbreak loss in the Elite Eight, and then the Bruins lose game seven of the Stanley Cup. So there's always two goods followed by two bads. That's how sports works. It's a revolving door. Or you could just be a fan of a team that's like consistently good and then you just consistently get heartbroken thinking you might win a big game for once so that way you you just are dead inside and feel no nothing for any you don't get up for any big game ever and, and your wins and losses are pretty clear cut that's what it's like being a wisconsin sports fan have you talked through that with a therapist or anything oh. i knew this was- <laughs> look who we have here <laughs> dallas braden joins the show well, hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to lecture hall. I'm so I'm blown right now. Um, Papa, talk to me, <laughs> Dallas. How the fuck are you, oh, dude? I am. I I'm clearly blushing. I'm a little taken aback right now. From uh, happy birthday. That's an order, right? That thank you. Yeah, you know, is, Sunday is today, is today the blessed day. Uh, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, Sunday. So, all right, you know, I had one in line with the Lord, clearly. So, that a babe, that a babe. Yeah, <laughs> what can I say? You, you, baseball gods, and Jesus, you three. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like a vampire type thing. I've kept this ugly mug for how many thousands of years? So, definitely a podcaster's face. Hey, you know, I, I did a little bit of radio in high school and, and it was a good thing they kept it that way. TV is certainly. Yeah. Go ahead and pass on that simulcast, pal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It worked tip number one. <laughs> how the hell are we? Uh, we're good. How? I mean, I think the better question is, how are you? Your, your friend, Liam Hendricks. I mean, that was recent news. Yeah, man. Uh, not recent. If um, like for me, it was, it was funny. We were doing the streams, doing the live streams, and we mm-hmm. had uh, we had our guy White Sox Dave on with us, and I was just talking shit to him, like, like, do you understand? And, and this is how, this is how okay and at peace I was with it at that time. I was like, do you? I, I know I'm watching your future closer shove it up your ass right now. Like, do you? Do you know that? That's <laughs> because it was apparent then, like White Sox. So tasty, aren't they? They are very sparkly. They, they are a lot of shiny pieces, man. And it just felt like, even with the arms that they have in their bullpen, the the clear cut stopper, as I refer to him as, just the it's a it's a no doubter. Go ahead and book these three outs with Liam. It's I mean you know how many you want to book five six whatever the dude yeah. dude will dial it up for you. Um, 
but I knew that was, I knew that was the place. I just, I, I, I could just feel it. And then we did our predictions like at the beginning of December yep. about, about free agents. And I said, then Liam Southside put it in the bag and here we are here. Here we are. Oh man. I'm what a time to be alive. I'm just like blushing. So <laughs> I've, I'm just, it's one, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. Obviously I'm a huge starting nine guy. I'm sure Harrison Harrison has probably told you since he, he clearly set up this whole situation. No, hey, you know what, man? You got to uh, you got to appreciate homies like this in your life. You you absolutely need to appreciate people like this because it could have been a gift. It could have been some. You know, well, I don't know what it could have been. Probably something terrible that you would have thrown away a, a month <laughs> from now. Um, but to go through the effort to to link up and and try to make something like that happen, not only for what you guys are doing, but just because your boys like that. Remember that. Remember that, Hopper. It's right here. It's right here in the old noggin. What are you drinking there? Uh, no free ads. Shock top. That's it's, fine. It's what was. It's what's. It's what's in the fridge. I'm a. I'm a great white guy. You ever had great white? Have I have? Yeah, big fan of great white. Lost Coast Brewery. Shout out. No free ads. Yeah. It's it's fine here. We're we're essentially adless. So if anything, it's probably a great endorsement to have you on here to say that. So, <laughs> well then, uh, my address is no, don't, I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I will. When we first started this podcast, I love truly, which obviously you've been aligned with, uh, at times, uh, I'm having one of these truly teas that they just came out with. Fantastic. Sure. We see um, a segment called the truly outstanding performance of the week. Love in that. hopes that they, that like you tweeted at him enough times, hey, you got to I love the yeah. love love the hustle, love the hustle. You need to dabble in. I don't know if you've ever if you've if you've partaken in a in a T squared. Oh, I have. Yeah, the T squared. Harry, you know about the T squareds? Does he? A little bit. Yeah, come on, the Tito's bit. and Truly, bro. Tito's yeah. and and it's a it's a T squared to the fullest. You grab your Truly, you grab your Tito's. And you empty one can of Truly into a glass, and then you put two shots of vodka, Tito's preferably, in that glass, and you have a T squared. And I promise you right now, two of those and your night cooking. <laughs> Love it. You know, the other move and one that I've thought about is doing the um, like – you do the shotgun break and you get the little travel size Tito's jammer sure. in there, ah. you know, and then uh-huh. the tip of the uh, can. now we're talking. Now yeah. we're talking. Absolutely. That's, that's pregame. That's infield outfield before the game in the parking lot. <laughs> Absolutely. That's your pepper right before there the game. Well, there. Exactly. A little pepper, get her loose. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, I guess since we just have Dallas Braden on the show, uh, I guess we should just probably talk baseball. We just talked about Liam Hendricks um, and your favorite team, the, the team that you pitched a perfect game for El Perfecto True story. for True story. <laughs> it actually happened. Yeah. Fucking nuts, man. Very, very, very crazy. Very crazy. Okay. So this is something let, let me continue to intro you. And then I'll eventually get there at some point while I just rumble over a bunch of words because I'm still just, you know, way up there. But drinking. Yeah, right. Uh, So perfect game thrower, entertainer, girl dad, avid girl dad, as am I. 
Yes, congratulations. Good for you. You're a better man. The minute you found that out and the minute she popped out, you became a better man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, host of Starting Nine, great baseball podcast, one that I am. Jesus Christ, as you mentioned before, he and I are religious in the in the terms of listening Love it. to the Starting Nine podcast. One of the best, if not the best in the entire world. But uh, so, hey, you're on the show. We're chopping it up. Let's talk hot stove, I guess. Let's start there. Sure. Um, what are my brewers doing? <laughs> what are your brewers doing? Uh, they're sitting idly by. And well, I mean, the, the, the central feels like it's it's I. Uh, uh, you know, I felt this way about the AL central as well long before these moves were made that that it's a it's a division that essentially year to year can be competitive due to the lack of i I guess you know big splash big ticket type of of moves um i mean they they are look you've got you've got a piece in the bullpen that you can rely on in the ninth inning leading up to that are you happy are you confident I you know I love the Airbender uh, as as he were Devin Williams. Sure, um, I was skeptical. That- It'll be interesting to see the follow up. Um, I'm always um, as somebody who's become more analytical in his young life um, as the game has gone that way. Sure, uh, I'm always skeptical of the one hit wonder. There's today talking about Gangnam Style style like ten years ago. That song, man. <laughs> we're, we're talking about it in a group chat today. I'm always skeptical of the of the one hit wonder. So obviously, you I got to appreciate it when they roll. Exactly. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, because I think there I mean, was a clear. Would, where, where would your where where would your where would your splash come from? Where what would your ideal? What would be your big ticket? What would be your Christmas list? Oh, my Brewers Christmas list would be. Like, Trevor Bauer would be Springer Dinger. Um, I mean, honest, Jack, Jackie Bradley would be nice just because it's a similar situation to Lorenzo Kane that you're getting, just younger, but a lot mm-hmm. more money. But, um, which burning up chicken titties. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. holla. <laughs> Had to get, Love it. Harrison's like, wow, I really wish I didn't do this. Love it. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I mean, pretty much everybody big market i love woodruff um and the horse that he's become um but yeah i mean i love that bullpen is great so it's just like i I, at this point as a brewer fan um and what i'm looking for from the front office is just like i don't know get better because like last season i i kind of we kind of talked about this today it was like with Hendricks now, that kind of gives them an arm in the pen. That rotation is about as good as you can get just in ever. Talking in about a, for the white for the White Sox? For the White Sox, yeah. Yeah, what Giolito, um, Keichel, Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, um, they've got they've got even uh Kopik, whatever he's gonna bring. Yeah, I mean the Cease. Yeah, Cease. Um Kopik. That's a guy that I would love to see work out. Yeah, absolutely. But I've, I, they're, they're giving me a real 2018 Brewers feel. And it's like, I just want to go back to that where you have, a, you have this like really nice offense. You have a guy who's going to contend for the MVP. And in 2018, it was Yelich. It's Jose Abreu. I mean, even Luis, 
probably has a shot this year as he continues to grow. Timmy Anderson, I mean, that guy can rakes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Very nice. So, I don't know. They give me a really 2018 Brewers feel where um, the pitching's a little bit better, but that bullpen, obviously, we don't know. I feel like I don't know what's going on with Crochet and that arm, which he well, was a great story. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's thunder from the left side. Seen it in person. It's real. Um, that bummer, right? Bummers down there. Yeah. Um, they they've got options to be high leverage options, but they now have the the clear cut alpha. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, I I don't know. My Brewers wish list though is just. Like just get better at the end of the, at the end of the day. I just want to recapture that 2018 feel uh, more than anything, and it's it just I doesn't think, feel yeah. realistic with like the direction of the of the team. Well, do you? I mean, ownership. Where uh, where are they at in terms of trying to spend to contend? Right, they make the move. Well, yeah, I mean for Yelly, and 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 after that, it's uh, I mean do you want to feel like they need to start plugging pieces around start, start making stuff like that happen? Is that what you want to see? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it's, I think that's what we're just trying to accomplish last year. I mean, we know Ananas and Tanasio said right as we got into the beginning part of spring trading that was then locked down, obviously due to COVID-19 um, he, he had said that they operated at a loss in 2019. So it's like, all right, is that the Eldridge contract? Well, you know, we're bringing in in 2019. Yeah, and, it's and, and I would, I would, I would balk at that. And I, and I've said this before, like there's a difference between operating at a loss and operating at a lower net. And fair. I believe that the owners were operating at a lower net. So did they lose money? They might've had their profits cut, right? They might've taken that haircut, but operating at a loss, like keeping the lights on, with zero dollars rolling in do they want us to to just not think about the like what was it the two billion dollar deal that got signed in the middle of these negotiations these faithful yeah. negotiations by the way like is that come on yeah so it's like all right so 2018 nlcs 2019 uh the heart uh, heartbreak in the wild card i mean there are certainly you had to have higher aspirations than um, that game, obviously you lost to a good team. Um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, that's actually a good point. Like, did you operate at a loss? Cause like you, you booked Yelich's extension, but all the money that came in from Jersey sales, you still had, you were selling out the park, you know, now AmFam field um, is sold as, you know, routinely sold at the highest attendance for one of the lowest marketed teams. Um, so it's, it's like, okay, what, what was the loss there? And it's like last year yeah. there was a clear, you know, Omar Narvaez, Avisail, Garcia, um, and, and some others were brought in. I mean, I feel like those two are probably the two, namely that we expected to give us a good, um, good run for our money. Obviously things got cut short. They didn't play well, um, in the third of a season essentially that they got. So I don't know. It's like, it's like we tried the plug and chug thing now. Now we're kind of without the same farm system. Now we're also looking at like a year old around that's, these guys. It's something that where, you guys talk about all the time. Well, this is where teams have to start stepping up. And this is where I think we're going to see a shift here. Um, growing your crop, 
paying attention to that. And I, I, I think because I, I don't know why teams haven't realized this beforehand. And it was, it was something that I saw coming. And when you just step back and think about it, it was mind boggling to me early on, even in college, thinking about like watching these mega deals get landed, these A-Rod deals get landed, these crazy, like I can remember even thinking like Kevin Brown, $100 million. Like I was just like, holy shit, what the, like you're making that kind of money playing baseball? Like <laughs> I don't know. It's ridiculous, but they're, they're going to start realizing maybe we don't want to pay that money, man. Yeah. And maybe we want to look in the, I don't know, two a three a clubs and see if they've got something there that can help us. Can our, can our farm system help us? Well, if you're going to start asking those questions, you have to start paying attention or more attention to your crop. So it's not about going to market, picking a couple prized hogs and hoping that they're able to feed everybody and it all works out. Now it's about going to the granary and picking out the grain and educating yourself on the feed and figuring out what sort of environment the grain is grown in the water. Now we're talking about orienting your orientating yourself with the process. And we talk about velocity farms, folks that are, guys that are doing great work over at driveline. I I appreciate those guys because they push the envelope. They challenge the norm. And at times they've been a a little reluctant to acknowledge the idea that feel can actually play a part. And I love Kyle, um, the, the CEO. Well, he's not the CEO. He's the creator, whatever it is now. Uh, But he's obviously the pitching coordinator for the Cincinnati Reds now. Yeah. But uh, talking to him at the winter meetings, I would just tell him like, I love this because I am everything that flies in the face of what you are teaching here, which is velo, velo, velo. But yeah, I understand and appreciate its place. That being said, organizations, I think, are starting to appreciate on the whole that their players that they're paying, those prized hogs, they're buying into these processes. They are going and looking at the grain and looking at the water and what water is feeding the grain. The players are doing that. So if they're going to be a silo that can house this grain, well, they need to step at the bucket. And that's what they're going to figure out. That's one of my, the, the, one of my favorite analogies I've ever heard. That was, that was beautiful playing right into my Wisconsin hands. I totally that was so you, just, under, you 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 understand all of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Processed every every bit of it. Yeah, and so that's what's. It's funny because I just watched Moneyball for the umpteenth time, and it's uh-huh. funny you you bring it up at this time because, uh, it's like okay, you look at Chris Pratt. By the way, plays a perfect Chris Had or uh, Had Scott Hatterberg. Uh-huh. By the way, I was like, wait. Scott's playing himself, and I was like, "Wait, no, that's Chris Pratt," which is like <laughs> something I hadn't really realized. So, like I said, like, hey, and I'm going to tell you this right now: Scott Hatterberg, fucking sexy. I don't know if I can say the f word. I, maybe I should stop saying. Oh, please let it fly. When I say, it. but I mean, come on, my <laughs> God, 
the guy just absolutely drips blood flow. Like I, I almost borderline can't be in the same room as him because I, I know, I know he knows I'm looking at him. Yeah. And- <laughs> it's, it's just like when Harrison sends me a Snapchat when he gets his haircut and it's like, he's feeling confident. Oh yeah. He, uh-huh. he sends that Snapchat. I was like, got my haircut. And it's like, all right, dude, like yeah. we're co-hosts here. You're not trying to make, you're not trying to make this 12, six go six twelve. you know, <laughs> bro. Check this line. Check this line. Check this beard. Check this quaff. You fucking like it, don't you? I feel you, Harry. I feel you. Hey, Harry, I've long said, my man, I have long said this. If you are not your own favorite flavor, you're licking the wrong fucking ice cream cone, pal. There you go. I mean, heard it from the beard himself. I feel, you know what? That, that's bullshit. It's bullshit that James Harden gets the nickname the beard when there's somebody, when there's, People like you in the world. I mean, there's plenty of people with big beards, but this is like your staple. I mean, how are they going to call him the beard when there's just like it's like well, this I mean, guy's well, just been doing it for longer? But but let's 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 be real. Let's be real. Hard, I'm Harden is Harden is legendary. We're talking about a guy who who liter- who like legit schedules days off based on like the the most poppinous strip club in the in the area. Like, yo, where are we at? We're in Atlanta. Oh yeah, we're gonna need that day off. Yeah, no, a plane's not leaving <laughs> till tomorrow. Like that's that dude. He's that guy, and then shows up that night and will drop a triple double on you, like drop fifty on you, like it is what it is. So I appreciate the love though, because like yourself, you would make people wait four days to come and watch you. You would make <laughs> them wait. I like that. <laughs> you make them wait like 96 hours and you're like, now I'm ready. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you now. I'll give you, and that's the thing. I, you know, I spent a uh, good story. Here's a good story. It was throwback day. So like seventies day. Yeah. And we had our retro jerseys, cutoffs, sexy whites, gold, green and gold, old English. I mean, just Pearl. And I'm in the clubhouse. And I, I've got an Afro at the time and I pick my hair out and it is massive. Like I've got a legit Afro. And at the time I'm also like low man on the totem pole. I'm, I'm in the bullpen actually. So I'm on the bullpen bag. Um, so I pick my hair out and Billy Bean comes into the clubhouse and he like looks at me and, and Billy, Billy and I have always had a great relationship. He he's, I, I think for the most part, he's just appreciated my, like, I will speak to you the same way. I will speak to Billy the same way. I'll speak to a CEO the same way. I'll speak to the person next to me pumping their gas. Like, you know, it just, yeah. it is what it is. You get what you get. Um, and I, and I love that he is very similar in that regard. And I think that's why we've been able to get along. But he's like, yo, sweet. Love the look. It's ridiculous, but love it. You know, it's great. You should go out there like that. And I'm like, yeah, sounds great. So I do. Um, and it's a hit. Fans love it. You know, it's 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 great. It's fun. I'm clearly just a, an asshole, though. So I'm sitting in the bullpen. Phone rings. This is before the game. Phone rings. This is after the anthem, that moment during warmups. And <laughs> the bullpen coach, Brad Fisher, looks down at me and he's got the phone. So it's this very awkward, like, 
if you're sitting at the end of the bullpen and you look down and and he's the coach. Dude, he's just like got the phone. He's like, well, he's like this, right? He, he's like, hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> I was like, like what? The, I'm, I'm watching the guy warm up right now. Like we're good to go. He's fine, right? Like you're not. What's going on? And I get on the phone, and it's Bob Guerin, the 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 skipper, and he's calling me obviously from the dugout, but he's telling me he goes, "Hey, uh, you see that mound out there?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "If you want to see it during the game today, you better put that fucking hat on." <laughs> <laughs> because my hair like there's a picture it's on the internet it exists i'm in the clubhouse and my hair is massive but i'm also there's another picture of me in the bullpen like i think like with a bag with the bag walking out and i've got my hat on and it is yeah it's it's classic but uh they shut the afro down man maybe put the hat on didn't he just he, he wasn't prepared for it yeah, he wasn't ready for the old. Uh, I was like, "What's up, man?" Fuzz. Billy loves it. Like, like the like. Come on, Billy likes it. Let's let it roll. Not so much. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a real that would have been a real power move to just be like, "Hey, ask Billy." He, you know, right? He said he said it's okay. So that's let just another classic case of baseball not knowing what's best for itself. Oh man, you know, like I'll I'll, I'll say this, I did. I, I did play, you know, I did, I played in an era like towards, I would say like my era was probably uh, the brackish water era. And yep. if you're not familiar with brackish water, it's salt and fresh water mixed together, high salinity, fresh water or low salinity, salt water, however you'd like. And it's the era between that old school and new school bat flip slash drill you for bat flipping era and like i mean like jason kendall was my catcher oh. my rookie year right guys like joe kennedy jay Watasic are names that that i think of when i think about the the rookie year my rookie year that i came up and then years after like playing with a guy like like russ springer who, if you don't know who Russ Springer is and you're unfamiliar with Russ Springer, just Google that name and do a few video searches. And I think you'll come to appreciate Russ Springer. Um, but just like old school, salty dudes who played a game, played our game a certain way. And it's because that was passed on to them in that same manner. Jason Kendall, fun fact, is the reason I don't wear my batting gloves during my summer season. I love that. I or, love he, it's not a rec league for, for what it's worth. It's one of the oldest amateur leagues in America, home talent, if you're ever so wondering. Harrison, it is, it is not with any affiliated with any rec department of any town. It is its own <laughs> separate entity for what it's worth. Parks and Rec of Oshakosha, Wisconsin, or whatever the I don't know, some random ass town name, whatever you're working on out there. Yes, yeah, so it's it's uh in the division. You got uh you got the bluffers, the pine bluff bluffers. Okay, okay. You got Blanchardville, they're the bullets. They got this big tall righty, the son of a bitch. It's incredible. 
<laughs> and then uh, you go down to Ridgeway. Uh, Ridgeway, they're all 40 years old, and I don't know how they still strap it on. What what position are you playing? Pop, talk to me. I'm uh, I'm yeah. I would equate myself um, to someone uh, of your uh, game, if you will, just on a much 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 lesser style. And I'm so not you're a lefty. You're an artist. Yes, I'm an artiste. Seventy two and flat is kind of my motto. Um, yes. So, yeah, hey. you know. It's either above or below, but above hitting speed or below hitting speed. Like, I do not want to run with the pack. Man. Yeah, you fucking flip a coin. You don't get to choose. No. Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, we go. We're going 72 and flat. We got a nice circle change, though. Lefties don't really appreciate it. Not a baby. Um, here, uh, you want a little advice, a little tip here? Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Because, because this is going to help work off your uh, work. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to pump your tires and call it a fastball, but for conversation's sake, we'll call it a fastball. Uh, for the EFIS, that is considered my fastball. Right, right, when you're trying to throw it as straight as possible, let's say that. So when you get the sign that tells you to throw it as straight as possible, you're using max arm speed. You're, you're really, you know, your intent on it, it. It matters to you. There's some fuck you behind this thing. Yeah. Well, you... Lowercase, fuck you, but yeah. You're driving off of your backside, right? Mm. You're feeling that right leg, that right piriformis tighten up, and you're driving off that backside. When you throw that horseshit changeup that you got, that you're that you're super proud of, rotate on the backside instead of driving off the backside, all right? And if you can keep your arm that looks like it's probably moving in slow motion underwater. It's pro- actually it probably looks like it's in fucking rewind to be real. Uh, but when, yeah. you're, when you're moving your arm as I also, again, hard when, when my can, arm is going forward with the little velocity that it right has, with the right. intent of projecting the baseball forward. Right. Right. Use the same arm speed. Like you are getting ready to throw the ball that you want to go really straight. Right. Okay. So for big leaguers and, and guys who are actual pitchers, I tell them, use fastball arm speed and almost exaggerate fastball arm speed because you're comfortable with the grip already. Oh, yeah. So get comfy with that. You're, you're, that's, that's a done deal. You've been there. You've been slicing and dicing with that bad boy. Yeah, my mediocrely sized hands, the reason why I, I didn't go to college, correct? Throw those yet. things up again. Throw those things up. I've seen those things before. Throw that up. Throw that mid up. You know where I've seen that thing? You remember those? Uh, you remember really those? Like- no, remember those Burger that. King commercials? <laughs> those Whopper commercials? I got, yeah. I got these tiny hands. There we go. <laughs> I got these tiny. I've seen those things before. Yeah. Uh, People forget my career as a hand model. So. I, I, I'm a hand model wormhole YouTube guy, and that's why I was like, "Yep, those are absolutely." I've seen those mints. Wow, man! What, what, what do you know? The things you th- you think you know a guy, you know? I, I've seen you. I know what you're up to. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Yeah, I just it's my favorite because uh the talent is is certainly better than your normal rec league. It's a lot of a lot of the division three players um in the state and um we get some from like the Illinois area um that come play. Um 
I am truly proud of of what the league is and and the the somewhat bit of talent there is in it. Um, well, no, you should be because what's great about it is there's a whole bunch of like super below average guys who love the game of baseball. Yeah, and keep going. And I'm actually better than most. So, no, like... but on, but honestly, like, and I, I'm I I am talking I am talking shit to you, but I I genuinely I do I love that man because. Like I've gone, I've gone back to, to my hometown and played in the men's leagues. Like I don't pitch because my arm would fall off legitimately. Yeah. With your bulletproof vest on. Right. Right. And I, you better believe that, <laughs> but, but I've gone back and played and like I play first base and hit, but that's bro. That's so much fun to me because I'm playing with dudes that I played with when we were eight years old, yeah, nine years old. And like, if you love whatever it is you're doing, like, rec league basketball rec league soccer whatever it is like i play fucking slow pitch softball out here yeah i don't need to play in the best division out here i've turned those games down because those guys are serious they like come out on friday and want blood and like i'm just not here to argue with the dude who's getting paid 45 dollars to umpire the game like i'm not, not here not here to get kidding me bob I'm just not here to get into that dude's shit today. I'm just not. And I I can appreciate other folks, you know, being that passionate about it. I, I, I do, but that's why I do. Like, I love it because like, I got a buddy who <laughs> just served his, uh, his year suspension from the league because like he would just, he would stay after the game and just get absolutely shit faced in the outfield and berate the umpire who just umpired the game before because he got a call made on him, whatever, like, you know, like, never mind the fact that he's hitting 067 and has punched out twice every fucking Sunday for the last six years in every game he's played. It's definitely the umpire's fault. Yeah, so absolutely. Come across those dudes and it can ruin your weekend. And I'm just not out there to do that. I play co-ed. I choose to play co-ed for that very reason. I love I love the idea of like a Dallas with PTSD who goes out to like the beer league game like every couple every couple nights a week and you just all of a sudden something just snaps in your head and you're just yelling at you know Bob the umpire and oh. you're like damn it Joe or you know any of the any of the umps that you didn't like back in the day and then all of a sudden you just like snap out of it you're like holy shit my bad man <laughs> so like seriously honestly um, because folks now, because I've been playing, you know, I played for a few years out here now. They they know who I am, and they honestly know who I am more so because of what I've done with, uh, like broadcasting for the A's and with the podcast yeah. and shit, um, as opposed to me playing. But they know that I played. But that is who I am on the softball field. Like I, I throw people out under. I play shortstop. I throw people out underhand from shortstop. Oh, bro. They get so, so, so pissed off. You would not believe like you would not believe how furious they get. You know, we like to bet our fair share of sports here at Student Union Sports, but it isn't always easy to find a reputable source to place a bet. At Student Union Sports, we are big fans of BUSR.com. Partnership alert! BUSR is your go-to location for all sports betting and online gaming. Bet on your favorite sports events today, including the NFL, biggest winners and losers, NBA, college football, 
even college basketball and many other sports. If you're into betting the ponies, BUSR also offers the best promos, bonuses, and odds of any online race book. If you're thinking you're a savvy sports better, BUSR is the place to go. If you go and head on over to BUSR.com slash student union sports today, you will receive 20% on your sign-up bonus and up to 8% in rebates every single day. Again, that's BUSR.com slash student union sports. You can also find that link in the bio of our podcast, plus on the front pages of our website and Twitter. Go to BUSR.com slash student union sports today to start your betting. Um, I've ran around the bases backwards, like just, just doing clown shit like that, but it's, it's fun. And people now appreciate it as opposed to thinking I'm just being a clown or being an asshole. Yeah. Because I do like other people make awesome plays and I cheer. I talk shit to our team for being terrible. Like I'll make a play or somebody will drop it. Like our first baseman. I, I love her to death. And uh, I mean, she's a great player, but she'll like stretch a little too early and it'll go off her glove. Yeah. And I'll just say, my bad. I need to throw it down your throat next. I got it. I got it. Got it. You know, <laughs> just stuff like that. I'm here to have that kind of fun. And, yeah. and I think it has, uh, it's, it's, it's helped our team and the folks that I play with, I think, enjoy it in a different way they did before. Yeah. I like it. I love it. Um, that's just so, that's just so funny to me. Um, because then, like, all of a sudden you show up at Christian Yelich's, like, charity event and you're just going, hitting fucking dong shots, pumping them three hundo. You should have seen the BP. The, <laughs> the BP, I swear, I mean, if you can recover tape of that thing, you could absolutely dub that and sell that. There's no, there's a market for that. It was an absolute show. A show. I don't know how I don't win the MVP based on hitting it out of the fucking stadium. I don't know how that doesn't happen. <laughs> and shout out Christian Yelich. This off right now for Christian Yelich. He had the audacity to bat me 22nd. That's like <laughs> seventh cleanup. And I'm not good at math, but that's somewhere in the neighborhood of that. The yeah. disrespect for the former major leaguer was incredible and i have told him that if he thinks for one minute that i'm just a a shoe in on his club next time around oh buddy he's got to come correct all the representation because you don't get the show that you just got for free next year pal and i do not like (laughs) you're out of your rb years motherfucker let's be real 22nd you're hitting me 22nd oh man incredible on top of making ridiculous plays out there at shortstop again as a lefty ran down machine gun kelly in a pickle what what else what else do you want you're not even supposed to be on the infield left-handed and you're playing it better than everybody else out there playing the primo spots letting chris harrison know the business when i round the bases (laughs) yeah final rose that pal (laughs) Harrison loves that. Harrison is a huge Bachelor Bachelorette fan. So. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you just saw that softball leave the park, but uh, take this time to say your goodbyes. Yeah. <laughs>
That is all time fucking funny. Uh, do you mind if I like ask you what your favorite part about being a girl dad is? Because this is something that you're I fire away, you. bro. Fire away. I got another beer here. Fire away. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I because that's one thing to me um, that if you don't mind me getting sentimental for a moment. Not um, at all, dude. Uh, I love um, I, I, I love my family very much. I'm a young father and. I, I just love my life. And that is something that I think um, that you do so well and that you try to get across on social media um, by posting the pictures with, with your daughters, with your wife, um, all that stuff. And I think a lot more people could, could truly be, be like you. And that's not just me pumping your tires because I hope that you come on the show again, but um, it, it's truthfully something that I think is um just more people in general could take a book out of, especially uh, right now to relate it back to I'm watching the fifth or season of like, um, Oh, what is that? Last chance you uh, Love it. and Love it. I, I've crushed them all. Yeah. And they're, it, they're in Oakland um, at Laney college. And a lot of these young, young gentlemen that they're following for this season is uh, are, are remind me to tell you a story offline about Laney college. It is phenomenal deal um and so they uh they're following these these a, a bunch of these kids didn't have father figures in their life and so um i just want to know like your favorite part about like waking up and, and having your like little girls you know run it run into your arms in the morning and like what that feeling's like for you um i first want to tell you i can tell you how i can tell how much you love your family and i can tell how proud you are to be a girl dad just by the way your face lit up asking me that question. And I can appreciate the authenticity and the depth from which uh, your inquisition comes from. I know that, that that's very real. So I just want to let you know that I noticed that and I can appreciate that. Um, Thank you. I meant what I said when I said you're, your life changed. You became a better person the day that your daughter was born. And do, do you have just one daughter? Do you have two daughters? Do I just have... got the one right now. Right on, right on, right on. Well, hey, keep For practicing. now. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Keep practicing. Um, <laughs> I, dude, I like straight up, man. I, I wept like a bitch. <laughs> and, and it, it, it seriously, it made everything that I thought was important put itself in its own place and the priority became evident and very clear and it brought me back to square one in terms of why do you wake up in the morning and can you go to bed at night happy with what you've done with your time and now that we have somebody else to live these hours for that's where the journey begins. Mm -hmm. That's where the answer to the question. I think a lot of people have about why am I here and what am I doing was answered for me. And not everybody on this earth is meant to be a parent wants to be a parent. And a child is not the answer to what you're supposed to be doing on this earth. I think that that sentiment is shared amongst people who do have children, and I think even more so specifically, 
to men that have daughters. And I was raised by my mother and by my grandmother. My father was in and out of my life, not consistently a presence. So gravitating towards strong women Mm -hmm. is something I have inherently done my entire life. Being around strong women is something I enjoy. I'm not intimidated by strong women because I understand what kind of shit they can kick. And I understand what kind of human beings those souls are as opposed to a male who might have it just a little easier in this world. And being raised by a single mother, being raised by a grandmother who also lived that life as a single mother and then eventually found her husband. Like I, I, I just, I had the world put into perspective for me. And I think that's the best thing anybody could hope to ascertain in this life is perspective. One that gives them a definitive role in this life to live. And that's what my daughters have done for me. That's what my wife did for me. And now she is the bearer of these gifts and how can I not be appreciative of that? Yeah. Right? Do you think that's why you're such a genuine person um, is just because of those women in your life that have like uh, helped, helped raise you and help, help you become the person you are? Or do you think that that is uh, because I think that's another thing that is um, oftentimes like maybe overlooked in the, you know, everybody wants to be an internet star. I mean, fuck we're doing a podcast for the reason of we want our opinions to mean something and to make money out of it and and that kind of stuff we want to live the dreams of of the sports analysts and all that stuff but um do you think that's something that like you you've just come to have or do you think that your your um genuine genuinity if that's a word um stems from your upbringing yeah man like straight up i uh and I say this to my friends who came up with everything and, you know, cause I came from a different side of those tracks. I never had shit. feels like I wasn't supposed to have shit. Now I got shit. I'm not impressed with shit. And you could take it all the way tomorrow and I'm going to be the same dude. And, and that's just because the idea that you got to work, the idea that you got to grind, the idea that life isn't fair That's not a new concept to me. The idea that you could ever catch a break is something I'm still coming to terms with. And I understand how lucky and how fortunate I've been in this lifetime. And without the example of the women who navigated this world on their own and frankly together as the dynamic duo that my mother and grandmother were my grandmother who's still her just went to the doctor with her this morning. Um, without that example, I I would have no fucking clue what to do in this world. Zero clue. And I would know, I I would have no idea how to lead my daughters and try to grow them into the young women that I want them to be because they have, a phenomenal example 
on how to care for people, on how to listen, on how to be respectful, on how to be patient, on how to love from their mother, on how to be a perfect human being, essentially, from their mother. And then they have me to learn how to not take any shit and learn how to <laughs> grind your axe daily. And that's, that's all I want to do is give them what I think my mother and my grandmother gave me is the, the outlook and the idea that you got to work. There's nothing going to be given to you. And unfortunately, and look, I'm like every dad, right? Unfortunately, they've got pretty faces and you see what's coming, (laughs) but you don't want that pretty face to be there. They're Charlie in the chocolate factory, Willy Wonka golden ticket. You don't want that to be. So I just, I, I only hope to try to show them how to work in the world and how to not settle. Yeah. I love that. Um, on a much lighter note as I'm like getting wispy. Um, uh, what's your favorite cartoon? I imagine the girls are into cartoons. Oh yeah. We crush Paw Patrol. Um, oh, let's go. Yeah. Crush Paw Patrol, but they actually uh, like brought a tear to my eye, man. They dominate Scooby-Doo love love scooby-doo so we crush scooby-doo we crush adventures of scooby-doo um but they are huge uh like soul the movie soul okay that is all that is on right now that is (laughs) all that is on right now um and they're 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 huge movie girls in that sense but if i'm being honest we don't do a lot of we don't do a lot of technology I like that. It's a, and, and they have to do like tonight, for instance, I made him dinner and I knew that I was coming on uh, to hang out. So I made him dinner. And then from there, their mom will put the educational app up. And so they'll have to navigate like alphabet or cause they're only the youngest one's not even two. Right. And the oldest one's three. So they'll have to do like shape acknowledgement, shape recognition, number recognition, shit like that. Uh, we've got our oldest daughter doing like English, Spanish words, trying to get the association stuff. Like she, you know, she can't read, but words. So, yeah. but they'll have to do like five, 10 minutes of that before they can then watch Scooby or if they want to watch that before they go to bed. So they have the option. You can watch that. We can read a book you know, whatever. And then it's drink your probiotic, brush your teeth, floss your teeth and bedtime. It is. That's that. I would expect nothing less. That is like just crisp, clean. Let's go girls. Boom. Got it done. Buddy. As we sit right now, uh, we are five minutes from bedtime. Like they go to bed 7 PM every night. I might have to get, uh, I might have to get the Braden method going on because I, I, in the thin walls that we have, we do have and live in, I hear not only cartoons going, but I hear bah, 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 going on. So like, I might have yeah, to no, get... we, we, and that's, it's, that was one of the hardest things ever, dude, is drawing that line, putting it down. And honestly, you want to, it, it comes from my mom essentially giving me the keys to the castle knowing that like I was this close from not being where I am today, this close. And it was the rope that she gave me, but also like the firm hand when I needed it. And so I'm trying to implement that, you know, quote unquote firm hand 
via the schedule, via the, this is what we're doing. This is how it's going to be done. I'm trying to implement that before I just give them the keys to the castle. Makes sense. Harry, I've been dominating the conversation uh, and, and you don't have a kid of your own yet, but <laughs> if you'd like to get some words in, you just go, keep go in that it. tube sock Harry. You'll be all right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I was just letting you run with this. Cause I know, I mean, if you were to go back, it was sometime in June, one of our earlier earlier shows, uh, we were chatting up with mutual friend of, of Dallas, the Legends Lingo podcast boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fiesta. And they asked us who, like, if we could have anybody on the show, who would we want right then? And me being a Red Sox fan immediately was Jason Veritek uh, for baseball reasons. And hop up out of the gate, he says, Dallas Braden didn't list a single. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Doesn't list a single baseball reason. He doesn't list like a single like media personality reason. He said solely because he is also a girl dad and I want to pick his brain about parroting. So that's how this whole thing Love came it. out. It's like, okay, I'm if I'm not gonna buy Hoppa something for his birthday because I'm a broke college kid. <laughs> <laughs> I can DM Dallas Braden, his DMs are open. And Boom. you responded like within two minutes. I was like, oh, that was way easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> Grind at this for a couple weeks. That's why I gave you such a big notice. <sighs> here we go. Here's the kid over. There she is. Yeah. And you got mom right here. So oh, I love it. Family thing. Hey, girl. What's Hi. up, mama? <laughs> She's a great mom. We got a name. Do we got names? Lila <laughs> and Grace. Lila and Grace. Well, Grace, oh. it is nice to meet you. You too. This is Dallas Braden. He's kind of a kind of a kind of a big baseball player. Just a weirdo. That's all. Just a weirdo. <laughs> Grace and Lila. Is she getting go for it? Hi, but no, I just wanted to see her. I just yeah. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Hi. You're not shy. Right there. You gotta look Lila. at this bunny. Lila. <laughs> I love oh. it. I love it. Baby girl. Yeah, we had we yeah. had our girls. Uh, our girls came up and joined me for the stream a, a okay. few times. Oh, no, she uh, wants mom. Truth, truth be told, that's how it works. That's how it works. Truth be told, uh, I absolutely used child child labor and had them just bring me beers during the live stream. That's <laughs> she's she just so because she's thirteen, almost fourteen months old now, and so. Okay. She, when she was like that 10 to 12 month range, she would stand up. She's got, she's got her dad's tree trunk thighs um, that are mostly from eating too much junk food as a kid. And so uh, she, she would stand up and then she'd like wobble one step and then she would crawl. And it's like, dude, just start walking like, right there. Yeah. Like all you got to do is like that second foot. If you just move that, it's, Trust me, it's entirely more efficient. <laughs> and so then only about the last month and a half or so as she started to just start flying. And it's like, dude. What, bro, and, and so what you've noticed is uh, your free time, and it's crazy, but even that amount of free time that you used to have when she couldn't stand her little ass up and take off, that's gone. Oh, yeah. And guess what? 
It ain't never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't never coming back, brother. Uh, it's a good they, thing, though. They don't ever, they don't ever, like, weigh options that day. And are like, you know, today is a day where I'm just going to chill. Like, they're not looking for rainy days until, right. like, cutting class is an option. That's the next <laughs> rainy day that you have on your schedule. So just go ahead and hunker down for the next eh, 12, 13 or so. Was that like 14 years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a minute. I love that. Be it's a minute. Uh, it's, she is. Uh, it's just so amazing to me. Yeah. So also, also another thing. Oh boy. I'm, I'm going to keep you entirely too long, but no, not at all. I bro. Hey, we're good. Come on. All right. Uh, the other thing is, dude, I need some of those recipes you've been posting. As a person, I uh, once was a resident of, of Austin, Texas. Okay. Uh, or, well, keep you, it weird. Right. Keep it very weird. So I, I've lived in Texas. Big barbecue, everything guy. Um, so I need some of those recipes, man, because you are a grill master. Bro, I, uh, I appreciate that. I And again, where does that come from? My mother. True story. <laughs> Growing up, like there were two places that I would eat or two places I would get food from yep. one, the taco truck down the street or the barbecue. And that would be my mom's barbecue. So like in the project we lived in, we had a back balcony that we could barbecue on. If we took the legs off the barbecue and just kept it down, like, <laughs> on the on the concrete patio so that shit didn't catch fire, fire on the place above us. Yeah, absolutely. What, are you trying to tell me that I'm not going to barbecue? Fuck your face. That's happening. We're yeah, moving. come on. Um, or, like, take it out front on your patio out front. But my mom, like, in the rain, like, rain did not matter. Like, rain was not a reason that we were not barbecuing. Like, we're, yeah. we're crushing the barbecue. So, taco truck... Or the barbecue, but that's where I got the barbecue or the love for the barbecue from. And then obviously going to Texas Tech, yep. I was just beat over the head with, <laughs> oh, brother, let me tell you right now, this brisket boy, says, you ain't never put your lips on something like this right here. It's West <laughs> Texas barbecue. Let me okay, prove it. Damn. Love it. Give me more yep. of that. And and for sure, like immediately fell in love with the art yeah. of barbecuing. And again, big process guy. So before I got the grill that I have now, which yeah. shout out pits and spits. Pits and spits. You're making me want to get one. So, bro, let me tell you between you, me, and the wall, I've got discount codes for you. Should you be very serious about it? Oh. I can help you. I can help you out there. Um, but it is like, I, I legitimately like conversation sake. Let's say it, let's say I've had it for 60 days. Yeah. I've had 45 meals off of I, this. I believe it. I like, I look at your stuff. It's like every night it's like, Oh, fucking like coach beef. Boom. Oh, brisket brisket in your face oh you thought we were done with the brisket no another one dude we just did so i just did chicken wings ribs and uh a pork butt that was yesterday oh. so we had again like ribs for lunch today and then 
from the leftover pork butt that I did, I make tacos. And from the leftover brisket I do, I make tacos. Straight up, the best compliment I've ever had, my electrician came over and a couple guys on his crew, like I, I always feed these guys when they come over. They do awesome work. They take care of me, so I try to help them out. Uh, I made lunch for him, and I made tacos. And both of them, Spanish-speaking, have brought their lunch before and shared with me. Yeah, They've actually, like, do you, you know what lengua is? Yeah. Okay, you ever had a lengua, like, have you ever eaten it? I've never had the balls to try it, dude. What about, what about cabeza? See, um, the difference is uh, in Wisconsin, our fucked up heritages um, from Germany, Poland, etc. Head cheese. Have you ever had head cheese? I have not had head cheese. My relatives are like my my in-laws are as fucking German as it gets. So um, they're like, oh, yeah, like we crush on Christmas. Like I have to crush kraut and and pork or it, it's incredible. I love it. I'm not knocking that, but yeah, like I, I, I'll fucking eat anything. Um, That's fair. I haven't had the head cheese, but the cabeza, like, I've given it to people and just passed it off as a carne asada burrito and let them finish the whole thing and then, and tell, then them. tell them, and they don't know the fucking difference. <laughs> awesome. They don't have I, any idea. I yeah. I I've never had the ball. We have a great place. Um, that's like 20 minutes from my house and it's a great level. It's a strip mall. It's got the hardware store. And then one is like, kind of like a swanky Spanish, like little, little hole in the wall um, type place. That's drinks only. And then there's two uh, uh, Mexican restaurants right next door. Uh, and the one that we go to is El Jalapeno and it's fantastic. And they have, they have the, uh, I want to eat at the one with the dirtier floor. <laughs> It's the truth. Straight up. Straight it's up. the truth. Give me, yeah. Give me the one with the dirtier. I don't fucking care. Give me. They care about what I need them to care about. Exactly. Right? That's where. That's where I want their focus. What's your favorite thing to grill? Ooh. Well, excuse me. What's your favorite thing to smoke? Ooh. Not sativa or indica. I mean, on your <laughs> your rig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um i that's a good question because um we do we like obviously brisket brisket is something that i'm in love with something that will be at our wedding um uh come 2022 here but i'm um, uh, just gonna throw this out there i am an ordained minister continue uh, we got your we got your dm so we'll, we'll just <laughs> we'll go just gonna put that out there all right you know, I hopefully plane tickets are still cheap at that time. So, uh, Grace, I, Lila, I don't know if you can hear this, ladies, but uh, I am ordained. I'll let her know. She'll listen to it. She'll hear it when she gets uh, she gets back. She's gonna go put her down. She was in her pajamas when she came in. But um, so I, I love doing brisket. The thing that I really like, though, um, especially because it's like a kind of like a once a year thing, maybe twice, is a turkey. Yeah. Dude, I love fucking around with the turkey because that turkey meat is so um, you can really fuck it up in a hurry. But oh, no doubt, um, if you there. if you get it right with a nice crispy skin, keep the um, keep the meat actually nice and juicy. That's actually one of the times I actually really enjoy dark meat more often than not. Um, preparation. Talk to yes. me about preparation. Walk me through your preparation. 
we, I mean, it's see the thing Process. is like, we're, we're more like, I, I, I like to talk to it a little bit, you know, I'm a little sure. super, I'm a little stitious, not superstitious, just Respected. a little. And, and I'll be like, Hey, sweetheart. All right. You're going to go in that little thing over there. You're just going to get your cute little ass in there. Are you, or are you not cupping the giblets at this moment? This is oh, this is straight hand in said giblets. Like, oh, okay. beautiful. Yeah. You know, this Connect is all right, sweetheart. I'm going to clean you up. You're going to get nice and pretty. You're going to go oh. sit in there. You're going to go look good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to go look good. I'm going to put your little makeup on in seasonings. You know, I'm going to get y'all beautiful. You're going to sit your pretty little ass in there. You're going to sit in there, be patient. You'll be patient. And when you come out, you'll be looking hotter than Giselle or prime. You, you ready? You ready? Shout out Tom Brady. Go bucks. You ready for a life hack? Absolutely. A smoke Turkey hack. Cause that's what you're doing. You're smoking Turkey, right? Is yeah. that what we're talking about here? That's absolutely what we're talking about. You need to towel dry that baby and then stick it in the refrigerator bare don't cover it do not cover it stick it in the refrigerator bare minimum 12 hours hopper listen to me minimum 12 don't fucking look at me like that listen to me hey, i'm just i'm in what I'm you're curious. doing is you are dehydrating the skin okay you're drying it out because the cool air that's circulating in your refrigerator that's going to help dry the skin out that's going to help suck some of that moisture out. And you're saying, right. Dallas, but I want to keep the moisture. <laughs> Pump your brakes, Hopper. Once you lather that bad boy up, post-refrigeration circulation, yeah, it is going to retain its juice. I promise you that. You're going to dehydrate it in the refrigerator, and that is going to allow that skin to crisp as well you're thinking smoked crisp it exists it exists okay it's not going to be like the deep fry because i run this same prep process for the deep fry and that's how you get that crispy kfc again yeah. no free ads but like golden just it is that sexual crunch yeah that's how you can get closer to that even via the smoke johnny so dry her out lather her down throw her in the tanning bed and enjoy after i love that how okay how i'm always curious about this too you said tanning bed in in um like in reference to the smoker yeah how big is your mental thesaurus because you are constantly coming up with analogies you're a big analogy guy you're you're throwing in substitutes you're you're your vernacular, as it were, is humongous. Tell me how that came about. Were you like Eminem and just read the dictionary? Or <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Um, my first year at ESPN, and and he's a like, he's a great dude, love him, and he he's a producer there, and he goes, loved every minute of that. Bit of advice, and this was after my first broadcast, my first game that I had called in the. Booth. Is this Jay Hay? Is this our friend Jay Hay? No, no, it's not Jay Hay. This is like okay. a a a a game show producer. So like, 
uh, a baseball okay, okay, game. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Jay Hay produces or produced, excuse me, baseball, um, baseball tonight and those yeah. shows and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Still a, okay. still a ace, no doubt. But he said, buy a thesaurus. And I said, <laughs> I said, yeah. And he goes, huge. He goes, you used the word huge eight times. And, and I said, okay, I, okay, I'm going to go back and watch that. And before I even went back and watched anything, I said, and I knew what he was talking about. And I said, the only thing I would even challenge you on is whether there was inflection in my voice on huge and what huge actually meant in the context of the situation. And I, but, 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 but what I learned at that moment was what I understand and the inflection and the fact that that's picked up on by another player who's played the game. Well, that works for them. That doesn't work for Mary, the mother of two, who's trying to get dinner ready, but enjoys the game of baseball, but maybe hasn't been around it for a while and is trying to soak it up. And you're saying shit that she just can't understand that she's not picking up on. So, so having that conversation was like, Oh, you know, I don't want to say eye opening, but it made me realize I can use the clubhouse vernacular. I can use that, that language, but I also need to, be able to explain what I'm saying so that people can, can understand the analogy, right? It, it, it it makes sense to them. So if, if I'm being real, like shit just pops into my brain and I'd much rather say it that way than I would to, to just sound like a, a tape recorder. The redundancy of life is so boring. Fuck that. I like that. Do you have like, if I just like put you on the spot and said, what are your top three favorite words? Could you just give them to me? Ooh. Um, no particular order if necessary. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of conundrum. Oh, I like conundrum. It's not, it's not over the top. It's, it's just, you know, it just, this is one that you don't hear very often. It's yeah. It's one of those who like, like, man, this is a conundrum. And then you just, people are like, Oh, it, well, this, you know, this is the, a conundrum. Right. Um, oh, yeah, it, it is a, uh, I, I don't, if I'm being real, the, my absolute favorite word is, is, is fuck. That's, that's fine. And then that's and what I'm that looking is, for. I just like your top three favorite words. Yes. And that is because it means, and it can deliver the message. Absolutely. And, and just based on like how you say it or how you say it, you know, like you can just, it matters. It yeah. absolutely matters. So conundrum, fuck. Um, uh, it's probably a, a tie between peace and Johnny. Okay. Okay. Because that all, all like my wife and she caught on to that very early. I, I will just point or like motion and be like that, fuck that piece right there. Or one of these piece, like a little, oh, what, like actually, I don't even know. I don't have my... I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> but like she asked me about lunch today. She was out and about. Um, she's like, what do you, what do you want me to pick up for lunch? Anything? And I was like, and she fired off some options and I dropped a Chick-fil-A piece. Nice. So I will just throw peace in. 
Yeah. With with anything or Johnny, like that Johnny. Uh, even one of them Johnnies, little Johnny over there, that little Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's that's a good one. That's a that one is especially because it's like I feel like that's a regional type thing. Those regional words really get to me. You know? Oh yeah. Well, like like hella. Do you like the word hella? Do you know about the word hella? I'm pretty sure I've used the word hella like today twice probably. So that's a that's a NorCal word. Like I I know people who went to college and did their like did <laughs> did their not their thesis statement, but did their like their big projects on the usage of the word hella. Like I'm from NorCal. This is why I use the word hella. Uh, yeah. That that's another word that I've used, and I've used it hella often. And people are like, what the fuck <laughs> is that, that I, I went to like a golf camp in San Diego my freshman year of high school and there was a kid there from the Bay Area. Yep. And he he like introduced that word to everybody there. Yeah. You have a bunch of like 13-year-old pasty white kids walking around San Diego just saying hella everything. <laughs> it's it's so bro, it's that's hilarious because that it like anytime you're in a group or anytime you're around people and you hear that word you inevitably make eye contact. You're like, where are you from? <laughs> let me see your, let me see your area code. Where are you from? That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty disappointing when they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, that's a NorCal thing. And I'm like, I like Ryan Braun. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not moving the needle for him much. No, not at all. Oh man. I love, I love the the vernacular. So that's and that's one thing it's, that, like I said, you, that you bring that is uh, just one of my favorite parts about listening to like section nine and all that. It's or it's section a, nine, starting nine. It's a way of it's a way of um, to be genuine, dude. Like to be that's why I said, like authenticity rules the day. Yeah, be yourself. Um, that's the best. That's when people ask like, "What do you think I could do?" What that that's the, that's where I start. That's where I start. Be true to yourself because if I'm being honest, you will find out if it is for you, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. You will find out if it is for you, if you're being honest with yourself and if you're being genuine and authentic, if you're not, you will instantaneously lie to yourself, deceive yourself, give the other side opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to be your focal point when it probably shouldn't be because you're just lying to yourself because you're not being authentic. Well, like I said, well-spoken. Um, do you mind if I know uh, we've jumped around from a bunch of different topics, but like Harrison said, I mean, you're, you're somebody who um, is in the, the world of media, uh, in the baseball world that uh, you're just one of my favorite personalities accounts, whatever you want to call it um, faces uh, of the game. Do you mind if we talk about that fateful day for you a no, little bit? Not at all. Not at all. All right. Uh, I, Cause I will say the one thing is like, you were always, I know if you were to fire up my PS2 right now <laughs> and you threw in MLB 2k eight and I would have like three brewer dynasties or whatever seasons and almost, I would guarantee you two, at least two out of the three, I traded for you. <laughs> and why that is, I never understood. You were cost always, effective. Yeah, exactly. You were, you were always one of those guys like 
my favorite player of all time was Bill Hall. So obviously he was hitting in the three hole utility guy. He can play anywhere. And for whatever reason, it was like you and like, it was like maybe Josh Tomlin, I don't think is the right name I'm trying to think of, but it was like a Indians pitcher who was, of a similar way and i was like you know you know what the 2008 wild card brewers need to get over the hump it's dallas Braden. um so uh you legitimately and that's not just me pulling that out of my ass i could probably look it up right now if i wanted to at the ps2 there but. is there is a glitch there was a glitch in i think it was 2000 in 2k or no no was it was it the show 11 or two, two, whatever it was. Yeah, I think the show eleven. I would drill guys, yeah, and then pick them off. So <laughs> there was a glitch where my pickoff move. I could pick you. I could, I could throw twenty-seven pitches. Just get out of it. Done. Done. <laughs> what? Executed. I have witnesses. <laughs> yes I, I didn't know this was a thing oh yeah it was an absolute thing absolute thing you could fucking drill the guy pick him off because you just hold the button as long as possible and you get that super hard snap pick yeah oh and it was a done deal what a fucking cheat code i didn't know that oh done deal i'm gonna yeah. have to go back and play the show 11 man Fuck trust this me 20. do you know do you know how much sativa it takes to find out that you can actually do that, that that's an actual, like you've got to be committed pounds and, and pounds. Forget was, about ounces. I was committed to finding out <laughs> if that was something that could be done. True story. As you're seeing the numbers of like the coding, you're just, you just but found that was, it. That was the only reason like, like, like bro, there were like seriously two main reasons you wanted to be a big leaguer or I wanted to be a big leaguer three. I want a poster. I want a baseball card and I want to be in a fucking video game. That's, that's a good, I mean, yeah, that's, that's every it. kid's dream. Check those boxes. Poster done. Baseball card done in a video game done. Love it all. I love it. So I know I'm and I and I know people have and listened to interviews, you know, Legends Lingo, that kind of stuff um that you've been on, but that the the perfecto. Um and you're always one of the most humble about it. I just it always amazes me that like in the moment and, and then even looking back, people um and yourself more specifically, um you just you that's not what you want to be known for. And I don't know if that's kind of be, that's kind of like goes back to your, um, the, your, how genuine you are, but that's like, for you, it's, it's always seems like another day. Why is that? Cause that's what it was, man. It, it, huh. it was a get out of jail free card. And what I mean by that is mother's day leading up to that day to that mother's day sucked plain and simple was never a day to look forward to was never a day to celebrate. And as unfortunate as that might sound or seem though, I had my grandmother with me alive, taking care of me and supporting me. I mean, 
you know, the tables turned the minute I left from high school. Like I, you know, she wasn't taking care of me. I was on my own. It was the other way around Yeah, trying to take care of her. So I, I, I just, it, it was, uh, it was an opportunity to acknowledge a day that had been taken from myself and my grandmother in, in my mind, my, my calendar was 364 days. Yeah. Up until that day. That's understandable. And, and everybody else's was 365. And so when, yeah, like w- w- when that happened, it was sort of like a, you know, w- whether you, Harry or anybody else would ever know that that's what it represented. I, I don't care that you know that I don't care that Harry or ESPN or fucking anybody with a question and a microphone would ever know that doesn't, doesn't matter to me. It, it matters to me for my grandmother because it's, and I, and I've said this, it's now a day that we don't have to cry anymore or the tears mean something different. And that's moving. Um, That is, I'm glad that you could take that day back for yourself because um, I know you've you've acknowledged this on, on starting nine before, but you're just the going through the motions. You you always say it's like one good day of work. It's, it's cool to hear that you you've turned something around like that for yourself. What was um, like, what what was like a week later like for you? Because like you have, I feel like you have the going through it and then you have the next day, the kind of media storm. What was that like? What was that next start for you? Like, did you feel like any pressure? Like, Hey, now let's try to replicate. Or was it just like, were you just kind of riding that, uh, that high, that adrenaline from the first, from the perfect game or, like what was what what were you like that five to seven days later when you had some more time and probably more privacy to reflect? So like the day, the day after, we're in Texas. I believe I, I think I think we go to Texas, and we're going to Texas. And I go to my hotel room, and like when I get to my room, I I. I can see what it says on, on the placard out in front of the hotel room. And I'm like, this is fucking sweet. This is awesome. (laughs) I was treated like a King treated like a King. And, uh, you know, this is, this is at a point in time in my life where the only commitment I had was to the game of baseball and to my grandmother. So in terms of the things that come along with having your name come across the bottom line and being on the front page of a newspaper or sports illustrated or whatever it is, uh, that was, that was a wave, man, for sure. That was a wave. Um, But that kind of stuff was never something that I was ever after. So I fully appreciated it and I knew the people who were responsible for it. So the reason I was in the hotel room that I was in 
in Texas and I'm waking up in the presidential suite is because we have That's the badass. best travel secretary in the game, Mickey Morabito, an OG, an absolute <laughs> OG. We're talking about a guy who was a part of Billy Ball in New York City for yeah. the Yankees, who when he came to Oakland was handpicked. That's the travel secretary that was making shit happen for me. And when you've got somebody like that pulling strings for you, like it's it legitimately the world is your oyster. So it was it was incredible. The best part about it for me was the attention that my grandmother was getting. She was getting blown up because she had popped off and said some shit about <laughs> Uh, about Alex Rodriguez because we had had a little run in whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that old thing. Uh, a, a couple weeks beforehand. And then, you know, that happens. And so my grandma, like the first thing out of her mouth is she's talking shit. She's running her mouth. And I'm just like, Oh my God. <laughs> like that's again, that's a great insight into like where I come from. Right. The type of lady that the, the type of people that I come from on, on that kind of day, what comes to her mind to talk some shit to, <laughs> <laughs> to run her mouth. So, but it was, it was nuts, man. It really was. It was, it was incredible. The, as far as performance is concerned, the first thing on my mind, and I'm not lying at all. When I tell you this was do it again. Yeah. And I, and I've, I, I've said this and I've talked to reporters who have covered the A's beforehand who were like, you know, what's crazy. Dallas is, you have talked about this before and I'm sure other pitchers do as well, but it happened and I've heard you talk about it. And I have always said as a starting pitcher, if your objective is to not throw nine perfect innings of baseball, why are you taking the ball today? You can hand it to somebody else who cares that much. And that should always be your objective. So, like, that's why it's just stupid that it happened is because I'm not the dude it should have happened to. I'm not the guy who had the stuff that should be able to do that. And if you go back and watch the game, there's a lot of great athletes behind me who make a lot of good things happen in order for us to be able to enjoy that memory that we get to enjoy today. I love it. Um, the So bringing up uh, my favorite player of all time was Bill Hall. Uh, you saw him at the end of his career uh, when he went towards the, the Mariners. Uh, you had four at-bats against the, the gentleman. He was one for three off of you with a walk, so obviously he got the better of you uh, for the most part. Didn't spit uh, on the changeup. He spit on the changeup. That was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so who and he notorious, um, kind of funny. Also, Mother's Day um, player. Uh, he's known for the pink bat, but also funny stance. Who are some of your all time like? You face them. They're in the box. Like funny looking stance. Like what the fuck are you doing? Like, do you have any of those guys that you're just like? Maybe even maybe even not like known names, but you just like looked at the guy and you're like, how has that made you successful? I mean, Euclid has to be yeah. first, right? Yeah, Uke. Yeah, Uke. Uke is probably number one. Um, Uke and 
it, it it wasn't a it wasn't a weird stance per se, but it was a stance that even as I talk about it right now, I can feel it. And a uncomfortable, huh? Travis Hafner. That's a good one. He just filled up the box from fucking back line to front line. It felt like he was straddling the batter's box. And and he was massive. And his nickname, Pronk, Project Donkey, like he, he was just, and he fucking got me, son of a bitch. He hit a homer off me. Um, But yeah, like that was one of the stances that was like, I, I, I just, I can see in my head. I could replay. I could imitate. Like I can just see him. Oh, that sounds terrible. I hate it. And then Ichiro. Yeah, that's got, that's a good one. Um, just cause like I hate left-handed the hitters. I hate pretty much everything left-handed when it comes to baseball, um, which is don't hate besides yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, I got to throw that in there too. Love but, it. Uh, I just like, I don't know what it is, man. Just that left side. Like it's beautiful. Like all the swings, but like when it comes to competing against, and like I mean, like I said, I play a bunch of like forty-year-old guys, and I'm the only sub twenty-five-year-old I think in the league, uh, besides some of the other college kids. I'm not a college kid; I'm uneducated. But um, it's just like I I just can't do the left-handed thing, man. It's tough. It's a different look. You didn't grow up seeing us all the time, man, and we know that. We understand that. Yeah, it's it's honestly kind of cheating. Like it's kind of bullshit if you ask me. Like, well, it's funky, and like anytime, like seriously, like you've got an opportunity to catch people by surprise because they just don't expect it. Even though they know it's coming, they just still don't expect it. Do you think that's why California and like Texas and Florida states that are higher populous, maybe have maybe supply better talent because they have more people. So you might see more lefties than a small uh, town in Wisconsin. Well, it's the fact that we can play baseball throughout the year and we're not that also kicking it inside the fucking dairy trying to throw <laughs> curdled up milk balls at our cows in December because that's all we can do. That's my best turn. I need a better strike zone. Yeah. You <laughs> probably never heard that one in NorCal. Yeah, that's 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 not the case. So it's purely about the opportunity, the weather. Um, I mean, yeah, Texas, Florida, California book it that's where your ballers are coming from it's funny too arizona as well throw arizona in there yeah i I worked with a guy when i first moved to texas and i never confirmed the validity so i might sound like an idiot but he he said his dad used to be a scout for the braves and that's why his favorite team was the braves but he said was that when his dad and when he was growing up when they would scout a guy if they were looking at two guys and one was from the North and one was from uh, the South that generally they'd go with the Northerner because they'd have less mileage on their arm and, and they are probably playing other sports rather than the huck in the baseball. And I, it always bothered me that he said that that was the case because at, like, it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, well, the dude from the South is just like, better like maybe on an equal playing field that makes sense but like i mean there's a reason that like all of the co- collegiate schools that are good are south or ca- like 
California. Like, there's a reason so, that like so that all brings us that brings us full circle to um. Oh, well, I was having this conversation actually today with uh, six seventy radio station out in Chicago for the White Sox and Nolan Ryan, I mentioned and him eliminating pitch counts and demanding of his pitchers, a level of competitiveness, regardless of what the pitch count tells you you're at 90, but you're just starting to figure shit out. Let's roll 120 in the bag. Let's see what we got. It's I, 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 I don't know. I think it's similar. I like that. Uh, do you um, do you think Joe Maurer is a Hall of Famer? I'll tell you this. Oh my gosh, not this again! <laughs> out of out of the left hand, I'll say this about Joe Maurer: out of every left hander I've ever faced in my life, Joe Maurer was the lefty that I just couldn't get inside of. I could throw the two-seamer behind Joe Maurer, and he would inside out it up the middle. <laughs> no questions asked. Um, no, Joe Maurer is not a Hall of Famer. Oh, what? I was not expecting that. Okay, so for context, uh, we have had Jay Hay on before. This was uh, over the summer, and – while the argument I was trying to make a case for Ryan Braun versus Joe Maurer kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and I clearly know that Ryan Braun will not be in the hall of fame, but uh, Jay Hay said hall of fame for Joe Maurer. I really? Said no. Yeah. So we spent, yeah, that, I mean, that's honestly, that is, that is just me thinking about competing against him and, and thinking about what he did comparatively speaking i mean the position might have might might help him yeah because of the offensive production in that position but again i don't know what's his career war i think it's like sub i don't let me get baseball reference up i just gotta click the favorite dab like um we spent an hour with i think it's like 50 on the nuts we spent an hour jay hey and 55 minutes of that was Hoppa making a case for Ryan Braun being a Hall of Famer to have <laughs> shut him up in about 30 seconds. And we ended the show with like a three minute debate on Munster Cheese and then two minutes of Joe Maurer being a Hall of Famer. And we're like, <laughs> we'll save the Joe Maurer talk for next time. So I guess we've already got a next time. And it's going to be me and Jay Hay versus you and Hoppa debating Joe Maurer being in the Hall of Fame. Let's go. Let's I go. I, I, get, I'm, I am prepared. For, well, no, I'm not prepared for that, but I am more than willing to do that. I will <laughs> shut that fucking nerd up anytime. <laughs> Mauer ended with a 55.3. Yeah. More. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I, I, I've got an idea of what sort of drum Jay Hayes going to beat on that. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I love, I love that idea. I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, I, we're run, I don't mean we're running long. I mean I could still go all day if you want, but I gotta eat. I got I got I got tacos waiting for me, Hop. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, there's got to be some sort of meat. I mean, I see how starting nine puts out three and a half hour episodes every week. <laughs> we get talking, and we can just keep going. And then you're rolling, man. Robbis in the mix too. Oh right, that guy didn't shut his fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs>
Is that does it ever get old? The like when you when you have to open up Twitter because your phone's blowing up because he said some bullshit about the like. I'm not that I'm a Yankee fan, but just that he was like trolling a Yankee fan, so you get dragged into it. Does that ever just get old? No, no, because I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, you and Hubs, right? I took on the role of just crushing Hubs in in his existence. It doesn't matter what he does, what he's doing, like he is always on my radar, always. And so, yeah, any time that there's an opportunity to put him in the crosshairs, I will, I will take that opportunity. I'm pretty sure that like pretty much because of that 2018 run, like out of honestly nothing other than just like loving starting nine, I'm pretty sure I, that's why I just don't read Eric Hubbs blogs and refuse to listen to, or like, like click on any of his content is like for no other reason that I just loved you yelling at him and berating him. So it was, it was what needed to be done. It was what had to be done. And I was more than willing to do it. <laughs> I, uh, I, there, a facilitator of fun was needed and I was more than happy to fill that role. What a, what a, what a character, what a person you are. Yeah, it, 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 it ended up with him underneath a table at, uh, at O'Malley's. Uh, in the fetal position, <laughs> bleeding, bleeding with a glass of milk on <laughs> on the bar. That's how his night ended. Was with him in the fetal position, underneath the bar table, glass of milk on top of the bar, him bleeding out of his hand. That that is how the night ended for Eric Hubs. Oh man. Well, speaking of ending, we'll let you go eat your tacos. Thank you so much for your time. Harrison, I mean, thank both of you for the birthday surprise. It is uh I mean, I don't know how I'm gonna forget 22. 22 no. birthday just won't be uh won't be the same as the others. Probably the others probably won't live up to to this. Well, one. enjoy it. Do yourself a favor. Go uh Go get you and, and mama a nice adult beverage and enjoy the rest of your evening. I'm not gonna tell I'm not gonna tell who to blow out whose candles. You get the idea. <laughs> enjoy yourself and uh, I can't wait for the Mauer debate. Oh, uh, thank you so much. On lecture hall, this is Dallas Braden, former major league pitcher. One of very, very few to have ever thrown a perfect game. Thank you again, Dallas, for coming on. That's right. A hey, uh, smoke your meats and anything else you got. Holla. <laughs> can, can we get a, a we gone? <gasps> we gone. <laughs>